Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. So, Jasmine and I are back for another solo episode, but this time we're going to talk about happiness and more specifically the fallacy fallacy that happiness is a barometer of success or that we should all be in the pursuit of happiness when really I believe that we should be in the pursuit of meaning and self-discovery. And I think sometimes in our society, like we all just strive for this like happy feeling, but really like what is happiness? Yeah, I think in recent years, like I remember being like this constant pursuit and like seeking is kind of keeping me in the constant state of lack. There's like a fine line, right? So it's like, I think you can want more for yourself, but you also have to figure out how to be happy with what you have in that moment. My dad always says like, if you're just in gratitude and like live with integrity, those things come and you don't actually even have to plan for them. But that's also one person's opinion. But yeah, I think like this constant pursuit and seeking can kind of actually make you very basically you focusing on what you don't have. Yeah. And I also think the times that I feel the most alive in my life and the most in my purpose are not times that I am happy. Like I wouldn't say when I started my company and I finally quit my job and like came alive in that sense that I was happy. I was more in a space where I knew this was meant for me. I was learning so much. I was building something for myself and it had a lot of meaning and the self-discovery part of that and the growth and the learning was what I focused on, not that I'm happy. Cause I don't think in those integral moments of my life that I would have called myself happy. I guess it's just also understanding happiness isn't a destination. And there's this quote that I love that I had put in one of my sub stacks by George Bernard Shaw that I saw and I was like, wow, this is exactly it. It says life is not about finding yourself. It's about creating yourself. And I think this idea of like creativity and creating and and expressing and expanding and kind of a mix of a dance of going inward and expanding outward 
to me is now where I'm trying to exist. And I think it frees you to be less in, again, pursuit seeking and more in create, explore, playfulness, fun. It doesn't matter where it's going for this podcast, which we've talked about before, per other projects, like your interest in motherhood stuff, instead of being in a very strict, like means to an end, it just becomes an exploration. And like, we've even talked about this when we started this podcast, we were like, we don't know where it's going to go, but it might take us to the next thing. Yeah. So it's, again, it's about the process and the journey versus this destination of state of happiness. Like at least for me and all the different things that I do. And I like to play a lot of roles and have multiple identities, but let's talk career and a little bit of personal. It's like, I'm a mom. Like the, what I learn from being a mom is very different from what I learn being a podcast host with you or being an entrepreneur and being a founder. Like I'm learning so many parts of myself and that all goes to like self-discovery. I'm not in pursuit of something to build those things. Like, I mean, I am, but internally I am I guess, in pursuit of my own discovery and bettering myself and my own growth. Yeah, that's really beautiful. And it's like, I think allowing yourself, which I also wrote myself stack on last week, which was very vulnerable for me because usually I'm giving like restaurant recs. And instead I was like, so I was fresh off this interaction on DM and that was very jarring for me. And this guy that I'm, I would say I'm like close acquaintances, like friends, maybe at some point a little bit closer he, I think, you know, misunderstood my intention with asking for a discount code, whatever. And when I looked back at the text, I was like, oh, I could see how he could mistake that intention, but whatever. It ended up turning into a pretty jarring conversation. And I think what it taught me a lot, like I'm someone that just doesn't take confrontation lightly. Like I'm an empath. I take things really personally, also something I'm working on, but I always like take a look at myself. I'm like, did I do something wrong? How did I hurt this person? Like I'm constantly thinking about those things, but what it made me think a lot about and inspired within me is this idea of like, it took me a while to validate how I felt. There was two things that happened. The first was being like, oh, I can see how this person took this the wrong way. And I can see where my intention was like knowing yourself enough to know that it's okay that someone misunderstands you. Like it's almost like being able to give yourself grace, if that makes sense. And I think on the second note, it also taught me about just in general, being able to look at someone else and say, okay, this person was acting a certain way and maybe they're going through something. And I think this idea of, and when we give it to ourselves, so like per what you're saying, like I'm a mom and I have this and, you know, you just take away all limitations. You dissolve all fences, all blocks. And I think that's a really beautiful thing that we need to, or I really am working on cultivating within myself because I think it's obviously a way to protect ourselves, but we create these like limitations and boxes. And I think remembering we don't have to do that to ourselves or each other and allowing ourselves to be ands is actually how we can expand and create ourselves. Yeah, because it allows you to exist in the infinite possibilities instead of our limiting beliefs. I mean, I think about this all the time, like with Gemma now, she doesn't have the limiting beliefs and the preconceived notions and good and bad and right and wrong that we have as adults, you know, going through our life experiences. She has this like pure blank slate. And I always think about like, 
what you're imprinting, like when you're saying certain things or when you're doing certain things. And over the years, we've all got these limiting beliefs from either our childhood, from work experiences, personal experiences. And I always wonder, like, what if we as adults were stripped of all these limiting beliefs and just thought to ourselves, the infinite possibilities are available to us. Like, I am confident, I am worthy, I am always enough. Like all of these things that we had to actually have the opposite of and what we would be capable of. Like if I stripped myself of like not feeling worthy, which is something that I experienced in, you know, my adulthood of like not making money. And I thought I should be making more money. And I was kind of like nickel and dimed a little bit and, you know, living in New York 24 and making nothing. Like if I didn't have this like complex now of, oh, maybe I'm not enough. Like, I wonder what that would change for me internally when I decide to do a new venture and I not have the first thought of like, oh my, but maybe I'm not good at it. I'm not worthy of it or whatever. If it was actually like, why can't I do that? Like, that's a great idea, Annabelle. Like you're going to thrive at it. Like if those voices were there, how it would change me. And I think it's like a funny experiment. I mean, not that we can really go back, but we do have the, ability to unlearn once we are self-aware of these things, but certain things to unlearn like worthiness, confidence, they're very big constructs to, you know, work towards unlearning. Yeah. And I think ultimately there's the reality of even, you know, with parents and parenting the way you are with Gemma, like she's going to probably through her life experiences, come up with something, some, not even limiting belief, but some belief. Like a box. Yeah. Like something, because that's the truth is like, to this point, like we all just have our own personal experiences. That's why I'm very much working on this, uh, not taking things personally, which if anyone needs help with that, you need to read the four agreements. It's amazing. And I need to reread that like today, Mm. but I take things really personally. Like I'm, I feel very easily rejected and ultimately I know I'm carrying that in the world with me and I have to like do a lot of work to undo it. And I think ultimately though, we all are just operating from whatever we've created and no matter like how amazing or loving our parents were, because luckily, at least in our situations, like we've had parents that did their best, right? With with where they were coming from. Like that's the best that they knew how to do. I think no matter what, like there's going to be something and whether it's limiting or whether it's helpful, the point is like we all create these stories to keep ourselves safe and keep ourselves on path and to protect ourselves and all of that. And I think a really great way to dismantle those stories is to really get in touch with like who you know yourself to be stripped away of all these stories and allow others to believe what they want to believe. I think that's been a huge lesson for me is like, I use stay in my lane, but I know I will get into that. But like, I think there's a level, at least for me right now, where I'm like, my inclination is to be like, what do you mean? That's such a limiting way of thinking, for example. But then I'm like, recently just sat back and been like, you know what? I don't need to correct this person or impose my belief system on them because that's also, I'm creating a new belief system to give myself the freedom or to make myself feel safe. And I think 
in the end of the day, everyone has their own operating system. If you think of it like computer, right? You were raised a certain way. You were exposed to certain things mm -hmm. in your upbringing that I was not exposed to. And that's all how we have created our own operating system. I think as we get older, it's sometimes difficult to change the operating system because we've been set in this pattern for a very long time. It's definitely not impossible, which is why we are both committed to the inner work. But in the end of the day, and also I struggle with taking things personally too. I think we're both similar in that regard. Like you can be quite sensitive. I always just try to remind myself, it's like, it has nothing to do with me. Like it is their own insecurities and their own triggers that came out and is why they reacted that way. And I would probably have those triggers if it was something against my operating system, yeah, right? Exactly. So it's, it's not about you. And I think what I always try to remember too, is that you are the center of your own universe. Like Jasmine is the center of your own universe. So like, you're never going to treat me the way I should treat myself. Like I think we're all in our own orbits and doing things for ourselves based on our own patterns and whatnot. So if I'm starting to take things personally that you say to me, that's not my shit. That's mm -hmm. your shit, right? Because you are the center of your own universe yeah. and you are operating for yourself mm -hmm. and I am operating for myself. And I think there's beautiful ways that you come together and operate together. But in the end of the day, like we are self-interested in our of universe. Course. Yeah. I think that's something, honestly, that like I have mentioned this before, but like I felt like I was in this like heavy space. I was like going through a tough time. And one of the like things that like mantras and things that helped me get out of it is I was like, you know what, Jasmine, not everything's about you. Chris and I talk about this all the time. When someone is in a negative headspace or feeling insecure, they become inherently more self-involved, which is obviously usually unintentional, like unless there's narcissism at play, which I'm not a doctor, I can't get into that. But like, typically it's like, I've gone through phases where I literally, it's like someone breathes the wrong way. And I'm like, oh, they're breathing that way because they hate me. You know what I mean? When you're in that crippling, insecure space and it's like when you truly love yourself and allow yourself grace to be all the things that you might be, right? Limited, unlimited, mom, podcast host, like whatever it is, you all of a sudden free up space to like be present and actually show up for people. And I think that's something that I've just watched myself so much and like transparently, Annabelle and I had our first like talk about, you know, certain roles in our podcast hostship. <laughs> and I think like to pull back the curtain, like we are actually great partners and we're great co-hosts, but like, there's always going to be things to come against and be like, okay, what are her stories? What are my stories? What are our stories? Like, how do we resolve this? And I think we're doing a really good job yeah. of and I think it's moving through uncomfortable conversations. Yeah. And I think it's really important to take inventory of this. Like Jasmine and I started this a year ago. Like we are both completely changed woman from there. And I'll speak for myself, like I'm a very different person. And I think what's really great about Jasmine and I is we are very committed to our own internal evolution and we are both evolving rapidly, obviously in a different way. Like we're in very different life stages and different things are important to us or whatnot, but we are both committed to evolving. I often think about sometimes like we lose people along the way. I'm not talking here about like death and whatnot. We, you know, we lose people in the sense that they are not as evolved as us and not like from a successful standpoint. It's not like I'm leaving someone behind because they're not so-and-so entrepreneur or whatever. It's more of like 
they aren't growing. They're the same person that they were 20 years ago. And I feel like I'm constantly growing. So it's very hard to be around people when they are not committed at all to their growth. And, you know, sometimes you will have, you know, friends that stay with you since you were born. And I think that's so beautiful, but then oftentimes you do have like a cycle of friends and it's okay. I think we talked a little bit about this in our other episode of like friendships and whatnot, but if we think about it from the commitment to growth and a commitment to internal evolution, nothing to do with external, I think it makes it more like you can understand it more why it happens. Yeah. And I think there's a quote that I'm going to butcher, so I'm actually not going to quote it directly, but it's like, there's something to be said. I think it's a Buddhist quote, something that's like, let what goes go and what comes come. And like how gently you let go of things that aren't meant for you. And I think, I mean, the foundation of Buddhism is impermanence. Like, Normally being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. You know, per fitting in and not belonging, like you can belong and know someone forever or for three years and be really close to them for those three years. And then all of a sudden you're kind of like not really vibrationally a fit, but also like no harm done. Let that go. It might come back in a different form. Like I've had plenty of friendships that circle back and then I'm closer with them in a new way, in a new era, in a new time when we're like more aligned. And I think allowing that is also really beautiful because it's like, I think it's just all about like these like stories and these grip. Like when I think about all this, like these grips we have on like how life should be and what we believe in. And I think that's been such a lesson for me in this I don't want to say pursuit of happiness, but in this pursuit of creating myself is like, okay, anytime I'm like, okay, that's just a story. Like, can I let it go? Can I accept that person with them and their stories? Like, I don't need to like, what is that saying? Where it's like, people often are living on not what someone thinks of them, but what they, you they think, think someone, someone thinks, thinks about you. you. Yeah. And when you think about that, it just makes you want to vomit. It's, it's like, like why? Like, that's yeah, so annoying. But, okay. So something you brought up that I love, and I always use this analogy is like, so often in life, we like grip things like, okay. So like I'm starting to pause and grip it, like keep it so tight. And then because I'm so tight on it with my fist, it's not able to like blossom and flourish into what it is because I have a strict view of what it should be and in this box and whatnot. Same with friends. You come into my life and I'm gripping you and I'm holding you. Like Mm -hmm. this is the Jasmine that I became friends with. So I'm not allowing your growth to come in because I'm so tied to the first Jasmine that I met. And it's the same thing with everything. But if we can just open the palm of our hand and let like 
the person come in and out, let the business come in and out and like come in when it mm-hmm. serves you. And when it doesn't serve you, it kind of leaves. It's very freeing. And it's kind of like, I am a firm believer of like, you never know who you're going to meet. You never know how it's going to come back. I met someone five years ago and really not much in common. And now we're both moms and we're very, very close because You know, they just kind of come back. And I think this concept of grasping, sometimes when you grasp and you have such a tight hold on so many aspects of your life, you're actually like not allowing the shine to come through. A hundred percent. And I think something I actually like was a big theme in my MDMA journey was this idea of like making meaning and categorizing. And the therapist I was working with was very mindful of being like, we did prep, we did the journey and then we did post. And so that was a big theme. And she was like, that's historic for me. It was generational trauma. That was a way to be safe. Like I come from my family's heritage is Iranian. You understand this, you're Iraqi by heritage. Like, so for me, you know, I have generations of women who have been scared and had to survive. And that's like one of the ways in which probably like my great, great, great grandmother had to survive. And the truth is a lot of being able to let go and Surrender. And surrender and just like loosen the grip and have fun and be silly. I literally read this yesterday in the new Louis Hay book I'm reading, the one that you recommended me. Everyone needs to read Louis Hay. It's just the the best. And also it's just so easy and like digestible and like one chapter morning, whatever. The Power Within You is what I'm reading now. But the letting go is not about how much money you have in the bank. It's not about how things are going in life whether you're single or not, whether you're heartbroken, it's not about where you are in the moment. It's about trust and trusting yourself and trusting life. And I looked at Chris the other day, who's obviously like stage one founder right now, which is stressful. I have not been there, but I can see it's stressful. And I looked at him after I read it and I go, do you trust yourself that if everything goes not according to plan, completely sideways, that you can get yourself out of the situation? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, you don't have a problem. Obviously easier said than done. I know there's probably a lot of eye rolls, but like there is a level of just like, I need to trust myself. It's it's a mindset. I really believe that if you think to yourself, everything is figure outable. And that's something actually I want to cultivate with Gemma to ensure that life is going to go wrong because nothing goes according to plan. And my issues, a lot of them come down to me having a fantasy and then the reality does not happen. Expectations versus reality. And that's like one of the things that I really work hard on. But if I grew up with this mindset of like, everything is figure outable, like you fall, you pick yourself back up, this goes wrong. You you always have an option B because it's always like your choice on how you see the situation is what helps you like move through it. And so it's interesting you say that because I completely agree. It is if you have self-trust in yourself and self-trust in the universe that you're being taken care of and anything that's happening is like for your higher power, not to get all like spiritual, but then you can like take the things that happen for what they are and not like make them into this like huge thing that it's really not what it is. Cause we all know that like, sometimes it's like something quote unquote bad happens, but then you look back on it and you're like, thank goodness that happened. Cause that put me on this whole new trajectory. So yeah. you were really being taken care of. You just yeah. didn't see it then. Oh yeah. And I think also another thing is that like being in that mindset when things are tough, it's really easy to say those things when things are smooth sailing. It's like when shit hits the fan, can you stay in that? Which full disclosure, I struggle with. Like, of course, that's just human. And I do think the more experiences you go through where you realize it ends up for the better, 
and like that pain, then you start to have that experience to trust yourself. You're like, I'll get through this. Things will turn. Yeah. Like, I think it's a really, that's also why I think like, I can only speak for my parents who are immigrants who've gone through fucking hell and high water. I can't like believe the contrast in lifestyle. The reason they have a trust in life, they're not spiritual really. My dad is, but they're not like religious people, but they have a sense of self-trust. They're like, we've seen it all. We did lose our country. We did lose everything. Like we know we can recover. And that resilience is really important. It makes me know one last thing I wanted to mention before I forget is Annabelle and I have been talking a lot about everyone teaches this, but Kabbalah specifically, I had heard this recently in Kabbalah. And then Josh, Annabelle's cousin, who's the reason why we know each other, mentioned this to me when I was having a tough time, like five months ago, he was in LA and he was like, you have to stop looking for things to be different outside of you to be okay. So it's like, whether that's a job situation, a money situation, a relationship situation, like this idea of like, well, if this person does this, I'll be okay. Or if this person stops doing that, I'll be okay. If I make more money, I'll be okay. Like this constant needing things in life to be different, to be okay. And like ultimately be okay, no matter what's going on around you. Yeah. It's coming back to the internal. It's like coming back home. Like your home is in size. So no matter what's happening externally, you are still okay. I mean, it's interesting because Aaron, my husband is very much like this, like always has this kind of like problem solver, self-trust personality. Like, you know, he has a very large company now that he runs and there are constantly fire drills and he is so calm, collected. Okay, great. This happens. Like, let's just, we'll, we'll do it this way. Or like, and you need to be, I think, in a place of calm in order to really like take the solution approach, not out of like fear, out of defensiveness or whatever to just like- Yeah, reaction. Yeah, right. It's like, instead of reacting, we always talk about like reacting versus responding. So reacting is like in the moment, like I'm so annoyed, like what am I going to do? Like getting down or whatever, but like responding is like, okay, let me take a second to think like, what are the components at play here? And how do I make an informed decision or what is the best solution given what's happening? So I actually learn a lot from Aaron in that sense of how he can just like life is about solving problems. And that's another thing we want to just make sure Gemma can garner from the beginning the concept of like, things don't go right. And according to your quote unquote plan, but with self-trust and all that, and with a mindset of being able to solve problems, you're going to be just fine and you are okay. Yeah. It does come down to, I think like having that attitude is so much easier if you trust yourself and you feel safe. Because if you trust yourself, you're like, I'll be okay if like, you know, a small thing like my luggage gets lost or I'll be okay if this entire project doesn't go to plan. Like I trust myself enough or believe in myself enough to like get another job or whatever it is at hand. But cultivating that within yourself, if it's not inherent, which it's not (laughs) for me, especially I think we both come from like immigrant parents. It's like very, that's like a fear, of course, like with compassion, I say this, like that's a fear mentality, you know, that's a scarcity, yeah. anything can go wrong at any time mentality. And of course they learn to trust, but I think that's not generationally what's been taught. Yeah. And I think trust and fear are quite opposites, right? Like if you aren't trusting that things are going to play out, you probably have a lot of fear and it could be generational fear. It could be fear that you've picked up a lot in your lives. Like I know for Aaron, at least like he doesn't fear much at all, like anything really. The fear for him is, is like not living out his purpose but he's not fearful of like something happening or 
even like something happening to me, like all those things, I always ask him like, aren't you nervous that something happened to me? He's like, no, like we make sure together that you keep yourself healthy. But if anything like happens, like I can't control that. Like I'm not in control. Yeah, control what you can. And yeah, it's like we can control the certain yeah. things to like keep ourselves healthy. But at the end of the day, like the universe does its thing and we can't control those things. So instead of being fearful of like the potential of something, he's just taking this approach of like, why fear? And why not just like live and carry out my potential and my purpose and my meaning and to have meaning in life, which I think, you know, has helped me a lot. Cause I don't think of certain, I do have a lot of fear and part of that is generational and part of that is mm-hmm. learned and whatnot. But I do a lot right now of like removing the fear. Yeah. And just, I think grounding, like there's a Marianne Williamson quote, like if your house is built on sand, any storm will blow it over. And if your house is built on rock, anything can happen and you can be sturdy in that. And I think like to the point of earlier, that conversation on DM where I was like, so startled, my friend Marissa was like, I think this is a good lesson for you to know who you are and not be phased by it. And I was like, yeah, I agree with that. Like have compassion that like maybe something was said in a way that rubs someone the wrong way. Sure. But also simultaneously be like, I know who I am. Like, I think it's something my dad's very good at. He like does not flinch about what people think or like, he's like, let them think that like, I know who I am. And I think that's such a, and that sounds like what Aaron is like. And that helps you not get as caught up in the small stuff and like stay grounded. Ground. The the rock analogy is really great. Cause it's like, you could build a house out of rock, but the house is you, like you are your house. Yes. So you need to build yourself up as a rock so that you're not. And then flailing. that also allows you, like Aaron is able to be that for you because he's like that for himself. And like, the more I cultivate that, the more I am that for my friends, for Chris, it goes back to like this inherent selfishness, which I'm not hating on. I've been there when you're insecure because you're like everything it's everything is about me and then like you have to be like wait not everything is about me and like when you're able to like be in peace and truly love yourself not in a phony way but in an authentic way all of a sudden space clears for me it's like filling from a empty cup versus a full cup and being able to see the world through a different lens I know we're going to wrap up soon but I think part of me is like so Annabelle what's the point what's the point for right now for right now, I think it's for me is about being present and enjoying life's beautiful moments and like not letting the little worries or the little things get carried away. Yeah. Like I need to come back to the present moment, not think of all the things. And I always think about this a lot with Gemma because sometimes I'm just like not present with her. But then like the next day, she'll she changes so much. And I'm like, oh my God, but like, do you remember that moment yesterday? Like it's just for me, it's like getting myself back into the present. Like if I'm worried about something or thinking about things, like I want to be here right now with whoever I'm with, enjoying the conversation that I'm having. I love that. What's yours? Right now, I think the point is about being willing to learn and be wrong while also knowing who you are and like finding that balance and being true to that. Okay, guys, on that note, that's our solo episode for today. (laughs) Hope you enjoyed. (laughs) 